And welcome to episode 116 of the Get More Sports Podcast. My name is Doug McCain. Thanks for rocking with us once again on today's episode. We're breaking down the NFL free agency. Got some big signings. Got some big trades to break down. Tom Brady is headed to Tampa Bay. Tampa Tom is on his way to Tampa Bay. Got some great comments over on YouTube. Pro B says the Bucks are going to buck even with Tom Brady. Jonathan Constantine says him on the Bucks is fire. And then Suku says Brady chose a retirement destination. A great one, I might add. 3-2-2, skull and bones. Go Buccaneers. Got some more to read off. Richard Valdez says, and Tom Brady is taking all those bandwagon Patriots fans with them. Karome CEO says, why didn't he just retire? And then Lil Saint says, my feelings are really, really hurt right now. Big Pats fan. Dominique Smith says, Tom just letting you know, don't let your kids put their feet in the water. Don't get it. But anyways, we got a jam-packed show for you guys. Lots to get into. So let's get right into it. It's showtime. Are you ready? Let's get it on. We're just two days through the NFL's legal tampering period, and the NFL free agency frenzy is in full swing. We're going to do some winners and losers. Through two days of NFL free agency, you've had big signings, you've had big trades. Our first winner is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, this was an obvious choice. Tampa Bay hasn't been to the playoffs in over a decade. Over a decade, they've been led by Jameis Winston, who led the NFL in interceptions last year, and they replace him with Tom Brady. TB12, Tampa Tom is going to Tampa Bay, and he's going to lead them to the playoffs and beyond. I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to have a great season next year. They have that potent offense, and you have Bruce Arians. I love what they're doing in Tampa Bay. So my first winner, of course, is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We all know about Psycho Tom. I'm excited to see revenge season Tom. Tom Brady, he wants to prove he can win a Lombardi trophy outside of New England, and I think he wants to prove to Robert Kraft and Bill Belichick that Tom Brady was the glue that kept that dynasty together. And look, next year's Super Bowl is going to be in Tampa Bay. The Buccaneers could very well be playing in their home stadium next year. I can totally see that happening. Tampa Bay is going to be legit with Tom Brady. And for my first loser, I'm going with the New England Patriots. Look, New England, it's been a rough time for Boston fans. You lose Mookie Betts and Tom Brady in the same offseason, that has to hurt. As far as the Patriots go, I don't see them making the playoffs. I think the New England Patriots will not make the playoffs next year, and I think that's what they want to do. I think they're tanking. I don't know if they're tanking for Trevor Lawrence, but they've made some terrible draft picks in the last couple years, and they need to rebuild that pipeline. They need to get younger as a franchise. As far as that quarterback spot goes, I think the New England Patriots should strongly consider trading for Josh Rosen. I think they should entertain the idea of bringing Josh Rosen to the New England Patriots Patriots. There were reports that they were interested in trading for him before he was dealt to the Miami Dolphins. So you get Josh Rosen. He's on that contract that's very team-friendly. I think that's a move they should potentially consider. And my next winner is Phillip Rivers. So Phillip Rivers, we didn't know if his career was over, and he goes from the Bulls to the Colts, signs a $25 million deal, and he joins his old head coach, Frank Reich, one of the best offensive lines in the NFL. Last year, the Chargers, they were 19th in pass protection. So they couldn't protect Phillip Rivers. He goes to the Colts. I love this fit. They could use a couple more weapons, and I just really like this fit for Phillip Rivers. Hey, it's something very similar to Tom Brady. He was the franchise quarterback for so many years 
years in San Diego, but hey, it did not feel right him playing in LA, and they're not going to move the Indianapolis Colts to San Diego anytime soon, but you did the next best thing, which was join your old coach, Frank Wright. You put him in Indianapolis, an indoor stadium. I think that offense is going to be potent. I like that team, the Colts next year, and I'm just glad he's still in the league. Hey, he already has nine kids. If he retires, he might end up with 19 kids with nothing to do, so I'm glad they picked him up. I think he's going to have a great year, and I don't think that Rivers has run dry. And for my next loser, I'm going with the Houston Texans. What were the Houston Texans thinking trading away Hall of Fame Hopkins to the Arizona Cardinals for nothing? Michael Irvin said they trade him for a ham sandwich. And you're talking about a guy, 692 catches. The quickest to that amount of catches, him and Antonio Brown in the history of the NFL. One of the most productive receivers in the NFL. And then just this morning, ESPN's Get Up, and he talked about the fractured relationship between DeAndre Hopkins and Bill O'Brien. told me, he said, Michael, uh, it, it was a bit of a power struggle there because Bill O'Brien thought, Coach O'Brien thought he had too much influence over the locker room. He called DeAndre Hopkins in a meeting to talk about this and to kind of, guess, hash it out. In that meeting, he started the meeting with telling DeAndre Hopkins this. That blew my mind when DeAndre told me this. He said, he told DeAndre Hopkins, he said, hey, uh, the last time I had to have a meeting like this, it was with Aaron Hernandez. I was like, what? He, he, he put in Aaron Hernandez in this meeting? He said, yes, he did. He said, Michael, that blew my mind that he would even bring that up. I've never been in any trouble. I don't know why would he equate me with Aaron Hernandez. And from there, the meeting just deteriorated. You know, he got into talking about DeAndre Hopkins because DeAndre Hopkins has uh, a few kids and, and, and from different, different, different women. And he said, you know, he told DeAndre he doesn't like that he has his baby mamas around sometimes. And, and from that, I think the relationship just went bad. And thus, we got a trade of DeAndre Hopkins from, from Houston for basically, like I said earlier, a ham sandwich, all because of that relationship. And so let me get this straight. Bill O'Brien, he compared a future Hall of Fame receiver, a solid teammate by all accounts, to a murderer? You have got to be kidding me. That was absolutely ridiculous for Bill O'Brien to do. To me, that's franchise malpractice, what the Houston Texans did. They didn't give him away for a ham sandwich. They gave him away for some used 7-Eleven sushi, okay? That was absolutely a terrible move. It's going to set the franchise back. And if I'm Deshaun Watson, I'm saying, hey, Houston's a great city. Trust me. H-Town is a great city, but is that a great franchise? And is that a franchise you really want to hit your wagon to for the rest of your career? And for my next winner, I'm going with Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater, it was four years ago where he suffered that devastating knee injury. They were even talking about possibly amputating his leg, and he signed a $63 million deal, a three-year $63 million deal with the Carolina Panthers. That was reported by Tom Pelissaro. And you've got to love this fit. This fits better than the gloves that Teddy Bridgewater wears when he plays quarterback because their offensive coordinator, Joe Brady, he comes from LSU. Remember, he led Joe Burrow to that great season. But in 2018, Joe Brady was Teddy Bridgewater's offensive coordinator in New Orleans. So they already have that connection, and you know they're going to run that spread offense under Matt Rule. And I love Teddy Bridgewater's quick decision-making. He knows how to manage an offense. He's not going to try to do too much. So I think we're going to see steady Teddy Teddy in Carolina. I think the Panthers are going to win a lot of games. They got a lot of young talent. Love that move. And I love the fact that he was able to come back from that gruesome injury and sign that big deal. So happy for Teddy Bridgewater. 
For my next losers, I'm going with the wide receivers. Look, if you're DeAndre Hopkins, that has to hurt. Deshaun Watson, he's going to be a great passing quarterback for the next 10 to 12 seasons. Kyler Murray, he's a good quarterback, but he's not going to be a better passer than Deshaun Watson. And then if you look at Stephon Diggs, he also gets traded to Buffalo. And if you look at some of these other receivers, Emmanuel Sanders, Brashad Perryman, guys like that, they're not getting those deals out there. And you got to feel for him. Robbie Anderson, really no love for him. Yes, Amari Cooper got that deal. Deal, but for the most part, it's been rough for the wide receivers so far in free agency. And for my next winner, I'm going with Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry made himself some money last year. Derrick Henry secured that bag when you just couldn't tackle him all season long. He was running through defenses. He was a freight train, and he got that franchise tag. But eventually, the Titans will make him the highest-paid running back in the NFL. The former Heisman Trophy from Alabama also gets Ryan Tannehill back. So Ryan Tannehill, this is a guy who's one of the best play-action quarterbacks in the NFL. That's going to help Derrick Henry, and I think that's a great move for the Titans. And for my last loser, I'm going with the LA Rams. Look, the Rams already took a major L with that logo. What was that? It was not it. You've had years to come up with a logo, and that is what you rolled out. But anyways, this offseason, you've had the 49ers, the Cardinals, the Seahawks. They're all making power moves. This is going to be one of the toughest divisions in the NFL. And what have the Rams done so far? They re-signed Austin Blythe, left tackle Andrew Whitworth. But the biggest move they've made so far is a one-year $10 million deal for edge rusher Leonard Floyd. To me, that's a major overspend. And I think if you're the Rams, yes, you traded for Ramsey last year. Yes, you have Gurley. Yes, you have some stars, but you're moving into that new stadium. You need something more. Now, I don't know if free agents are not signing with the Rams because of that horrendous logo, but they need to do something. They're lucky the Chargers didn't get Tom Brady. And let's be honest, right now the Rams aren't very exciting. I don't think anyone really believes in Jared Goff and Todd Gurley anymore. And hey, I'm just saying, LA, you got that big stadium. You can get lost in that LA traffic very quickly. And we've got some breaking news here on the Get More Sports Podcast. Adam Schefter is reporting that Nick Foles has been traded to the Chicago Bears. Nick Foles, last year he signed an $88 million contract with the Jacksonville Jaguars, a four-year deal that could have paid him in excess of $102 million with incentives, is on his way to Chicago. Adam Schefter just tweeted, QB trade. Jacksonville is trading QB Nick Foles to Chicago for the Bears' compensatory fourth-round pick, sources tell ESPN. Bears coaches such as Matt Nagy have worked with Foles in the past and know him well. So the Chicago Bears, they already have a stout defense. The Monsters of the Midway, led by Khalil Mack, they add Nick Foles. And Nick Foles since 2018, 10-7 as a starter, including playoffs, four career games of over 400-plus passing yards. They bring in a guy that knows how to run Matt Nagy's offense. Nick Foles, he knows how to run that RPO offense. If you look at the Chicago Bears since 2018, 18% of their snaps are are the run-pass option. The only team with more is the Kansas City Chiefs, and that, of course, is where Matt Nagy came from. If you look at Nick Foles, 14% of his snaps are run-pass option just ahead of Mitch Trubisky. So it is a perfect fit for the Chicago Bears. So congratulations to the Chicago Bears. You finally have a quarterback. Look, Mitch Trubisky was never going to be that guy. He was never going to lead the Bears to a Super Bowl. Nick Foles is a guy that can win the Super Bowl. He's a guy that beat the New England Patriots. Hey, when I think of Nick Foles, I'm always going to think of one play, and you know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the Philly Special.
Philly special. Ready? Here we go, here we go. Tonight! Easy, easy! Kill, kill! Lane, lane! Let's go! Let's go! So the man behind the Philly special is special when it comes to playoff time. Nick Foles in his career, he's got four huge playoff wins, four big playoff wins for Nick Foles, a Super Bowl ring to his name. The Chicago Bears since 1991, four playoff wins combined. So you bring in Nick Foles, a guy that's a proven winner come playoff time, and hey, let's say he comes in there and he doesn't start. Let's say he's on the bench collecting all that money. All that means is that it finally clicked into place for Mitch Trubisky. So maybe Mitch Trubisky, the light turns on, but I don't see that happening. I think that Nick Foles comes in there. They made this trade for him to start, for him to be the missing ingredient for the Chicago Bears offense. And yes, if you want to dissect Nick Foles' numbers, he doesn't scream elite quarterback. Look, last year quarterbacks that made at least four starts Nick Foles was 37 out of 40 QBs in the NFL in total QBR. So those numbers, those analytics don't point to an elite quarterback but I think he can get the job done you pair him with Matt Nagy, anything's an upgrade to Mitch Trubisky and he's only a $21 million commitment Adam Schefter tweeted, Nick Foles already has restructured his contract with the Bears per source. He still has three years left, still has $21 million guaranteed left, but Foles now has the ability to void the deal after either of the first two years depending on his performance. Deal includes upside. But if you want to talk about bad numbers, let's talk about Mitch Trubisky. Last year in 15 games, he threw for 3,138 yards, completed 63.2% of his passes, 17 touchdowns to 10 interceptions and 2 fumbles. Mitch Trubisky is not that guy. I call him Mitch the Mistake Trubisky and I think this is a positive sign for the Bears. Look, Mitch the Mistake Trubisky they got to stop doubling down on him. They have to stop trying to cover up this mistake. The number two pick drafted over Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes. Now is the time. So you bring in some competition and you say maybe this guy goes all in. The light turns on. And look, I understand you wanted you wanted Teddy Bridgewater. You wanted Teddy Bridgewater. He ended up signing with the Panthers. You might have made a trade for Andy Dalton. Those didn't work out. And you're left with Nick Foles. Nick Foles, I still think, is very serviceable. He's a guy that can go in there. And you have to understand, too, they don't need to win games with their offense. They can win games with their defense and that they can start to build this offense under Matt Nagy. And look, the Chicago Bears saw firsthand what Nick Foles was capable of back in 2018. 2018, he was 2-0 against the Bears. The wild card round, fourth quarter, less than a minute to play. And Nick Foles puts the Eagles on top with the go-ahead touchdown pass. And Foles will throw, and that will be at the goal line and complete. Foles sidearms it, and it will be caught for the touchdown by Golden Tate. The trade is officially worth it, and it was working against Sherrick McManus, who had and so, look, I'm not here saying that Nick Foles is some elite top-tier quarterback, but he's an upgrade to Mitch Trubisky. He has a history with Matt Nagy, and this Bears defense is elite. And if everything goes right, they could make some noise in the NFC North. But before we wrap, I want to hit you with the Get More Sports Fact of the Day. Tom Brady was the starting quarterback for the New England Patriots for over 20 years. 
The Chicago Bears, since their last Super Bowl win in 1986, have had 37 starting quarterbacks. 37 starting quarterbacks, guys like Jim Harbaugh, Jay Cutler, Cade McNown, Matt Barkley, Craig Krenzel, Jim Miller, Shane Matthews, Eric Kramer, David Krieg, Steve Walsh, lots of quarterbacks for the Chicago Bears. Rex Grossman, Brian Greasy, Kyle Orton, the list goes on. The list goes on. So will Mitch Trubisky be that guy? Will he live up to that number two pick? Will Nick Foles have another dream run with the Chicago Bears? We'll find out next year. But don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast wherever you get your podcast these days. And then be sure to head over to YouTube and give me all your takes right down below in the comment section. But we'll see you guys Friday. Got a jam-packed show. Hey, I don't know what we're going to be talking about after the NFL free agency, after the draft. Who knows what tomorrow holds. But we're going to be back on Friday. See you guys Friday. Have a great rest of your day. Keep those hands clean. Stay home if you can. And see you guys Friday. And I'm out.